So let me ask you, do you move well, eat well, and sleep well? Do you feel that modern medicine is looking out for your best interest? Do you know how to take care of your body so you can stay pain-free and in the activities you love? Do you know what options you have? If not, that's a problem, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Trevor Folker, and welcome to the Green Bay Health Project Podcast. The Green Bay Health Project podcast is sponsored by Movement Performance and Rehabilitation, where we help the athletes and active adults move better, perform better, stay pain-free, and in the sports and activities that they love. We do this by focusing on their movements and optimizing their mobility and strength. We believe that your body is your greatest tool, and when you take care of it, you can move better, you feel better, and you thrive. So head to movement-rehab.com, that's mvmt-rehab.com, to learn how we can help you stay active and pain-free. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Trevor with the Green Bay Health Project podcast, and today we are talking with Jen Barris of GenStar Movement Studio. Um, I'm really excited. We've, we finally were able to get this scheduled. It's been a lot of back and forth. Um, so thanks for coming on, finally. I'm glad we got Thank it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> for sure. Um, so I know that you have quite the background. I mean, you can read it on the website, but I've also heard it from Erica and everything like that. So before we get rolling too much into uh, the biz side of things, fill us in the background and really how Jen Starr came to be, because I know there's a cool story behind that too. Well, it was a cold December night. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 39 years ago. No, so. <laughs> Setting um, the mood, the, the theme. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I grew up with just a love of movement and dance. I was one of those kids that definitely drove my parents insane, always singing and dancing, getting up in department store windows, putting on a show for people. Oh, nice. So it wasn't a surprise to many people when I entered the dance world or went to school for dance or took an interest in it. And so my background is actually in dance. I went to the huh. University of Wisconsin Stevens Point. Oh, nice. And upon graduation, I um, I decided that life was too short and you have to just chase your dreams. And I kind of came to that conclusion because my dad was sick through much of my high school career. Okay. And he had a heart condition that was not curable. And the only thing was surgery. And my dad being just who he is was like, when I die, I die. And that's the way life was supposed to be. So um, he passed away my freshman year of college, right when I was just starting to get into the thick of things with my with my dance degree. And that was when I made that decision that I was going to take a stab at being a professional. And I came back that year after my father passed away and people were like, whoa, what did you do last summer? Did you go train <laughs> in New York City? Like what happened to you? And it really was a mindset that I honestly have, I think about it every single day of my life. Um, you just gotta keep moving forward. So mm -hmm. my 20s, I was a professional dancer. I lived in Las Vegas so and cool. I'm just, it was really cool to have something that was a lifelong dream that since a kid, since I was a kid, I would tell people like, I'm gonna be a dancer one day. And, um, and as you know, as life starts to happen, I eventually became really unhappy in that industry. Um, the performing arts industry, acting, 
theater it's a tough industry and it's really tough on just just you're not good enough <laughs> that's the mm-hmm. bottom line so it's, it's tough to be happy with who you are and and I always bet. receive the feedback of you should change you're great but you should change and so i think i was 26 or 27 when i decided that i just didn't want to do it anymore and there was a lot of guilt that came with it because i was this talented dancer and there was it wasn't a career ending injury i just wanted to love myself for who I was. And so I left the industry and uh, trying to keep the story short, I eventually, no, <laughs> I, eventually I found yoga. Um, and we can talk more about this if you like, but yoga was something I had done before and it wasn't a do class once and I love it and I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. I did it, thought it was okay. Did it again a few years later, thought it was okay. But it takes one teacher and one experience mixed with probably the inner workings of what's going on in your life mm-hmm. to have that perfect storm where I loved it and I loved her and I just had this feeling inside of this is my next path. Like I want I want to give to the world what this teacher gave to me and it was this beautiful mind body experience. So. I I approached her. I did yoga with her for quite a few months and then approached her and asked her if she did any trainings. And interesting enough, the training was starting the very next week. Oh, look at so, that, right? Stars aligned. Divine timing. Mm-hmm. And so um, fast forward, I've now been teaching yoga for over a decade. It's wow. crazy to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been teaching for 10 years. I also moved back, sorry, this is my 11th year teaching. I also moved back to Green Bay 10 years ago, right after I finished yoga school and started Genstar. Okay. And that that's a whole nother, you know, beast in itself, but it started as just me teaching around town. And then eventually I grew to the studio level and now have had a brick and mortar studio the last seven years. So, that's awesome. That's me in a nutshell. Yeah. No, that's great. <laughs> I mean, thanks for sharing all that. I all I could hear in my head while you were talking was I hope you dance by Leanne Womack. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'd love that song. Yeah, right? Yes. Great great song. <laughs> and my, it's, a, uh, it's like if you ever listen to the the lyrics, I don't know the the lyrics by heart, but mm-hmm. I mean, really really well done song and Yeah. A lot of truth behind it. A ton. Like I could rattle off the whole song lyric by lyric. My, I've got two younger sisters, and they they both danced. Um, the one that's three years younger than me, I think it was kind of her thing, and so I always heard that song. Like it was just on a repeat. But yeah. it's it's a different. It, it's a a very unique world, and people are very passionate about it. Yes. How does? Yes. Um, you know, before we get rolling, how does uh, where Genstar come from? How that name <laughs> develop? Yes, so Genstar is my nickname. I had some friends from Wisconsin come out to Las Vegas when I was in my first show. Okay. And they came to see me perform. And after after the show, they came with friends. So after the show, one of my friends' friends was like 
wow, Jed. <laughs> oh my gosh. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> I can see his face. His eyes were all big and he's like, wow, Jen, you're like a star on stage. <laughs> Uh, and, then okay. he, and then and then it was quiet and he's like you're the gen star nice. and then everyone started laughing and just like <laughs> the tone of it gen star and so a few of my castmates were like in this group of people and they started laughing and so it just took off like wildfire so everybody would call me gen star with the little <laughs> jazz hands and it just and, stuck huh and it stuck so nice when I moved back to Wisconsin and I was trying to figure out, well, what should my LLC name be? Genstar came to my brain. And I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse because a part of me thinks that I should have named my business like Breathe Yoga or <laughs> some, like something, I don't say more generic, but mm -hmm. because my, what I love about my business is that I get to work with other people. It's more than just me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but I, I, I definitely started the business. So it is GenStar, but there's other teachers and I just don't want GenStar to like take over. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. So mm -hmm. I always thought about changing my business name. Never I think said it's that a good name before. Yeah. Oh, well, I think thanks. it's a good name. It's unique. It's got a great story that, you know, kind of combines both of your passions between dance and yoga and it brings it all together. Like obviously there are going to be um, other instructors and they're all a part of it, but it's like what actually, like what developed it? What's the background? What's the uniqueness of it? And it's like dance and yoga. And then you got Gen Star. Yeah. It's, I think then, it's a good and name. Then, and then you take the, a little bit of that philosophy of life is too short, like mm -hmm. go out and live your dream. So. I think a tagline for a long time with my business was let your inner star shine. And oh, that nice. was just a note for everybody has their gifts and talent. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need to rediscover them or you need to be in a community that brings you up for you to actually develop or, or recognize just how awesome you are. So. The Gen Star, I guess, isn't isn't such a bad isn't such a bad name. There's a little bit of the philosophy behind it. Yeah, but. yeah. No, I wouldn't change it. Don't do it. <laughs> it's good. It's unique. And like you said, there's more to it than just the name. So, um, absolutely. With with that, how? I mean, I think it's really awesome that you said that. You know, like you've tried it yoga a couple times, and it wasn't really there for you. I mean, I think. At that point, a lot of people quit because, you know, we want that instantaneous like gratification type thing where yeah. we either love it right away or we hate it and it can never be done like multiple times and then you find out you love it. So I think that's really cool. And how does, how did dance almost prep you for what you're doing now? Is there a lot of crossover between the two or do you see like, that dance kind of propelled you or led you to where you're at now with the yoga? Well, I think the dance aspect of things, I have a movement understanding. Mm -hmm. um, and I also have the anatomy understanding mm -hmm. of things. So having, and I consider myself a yoga student first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having been a dance student for many years and now a yoga student for many years there's a lot of uh parallels to just the instruction of like 
plug your shoulders in, you know, take your hips back to find good alignment. Mm -hmm. And good good alignment um, for many people can actually solve their aches and pains. They just they just haven't discovered good alignment exactly. yet. Yep. So there is there is a lot of parallels, but sometimes, well, the more I, the more I get and dive into the yoga world, it's like. I feel like I'm just scratching the surface and I've been studying it for over 12 years mm-hmm. now. I I realize that yoga is less and less like dance just because okay. there's a whole philosophy behind it and there's um, just this rich culture behind yoga and the lineage that comes with it. And so it's not as let's get on the mat and dance through poses the way I originally thought it was when okay. I got into it if that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah completely I think I think many people when they first start doing yoga whether you're an athlete um, of sorts or I mean even dance even dancers who I guess are athletes too 100 percent 100 but I think sometimes you you have that familiarity of like this is like dancing and it's so mm-hmm. fun and it's so cool but it's so much more than that and um so it's similar but yet different to answer your question i just having been a dancer find that it's probably easier for me to teach yoga Mm -hmm. it was easy for me to transition from a dance career into the yoga instructor career awesome no that's that's great um what so when somebody comes to see you what can they expect i mean what's that normally look like from like day one and what are i mean going off that almost two separate questions and then what are some of the benefits that they can expect to see if they are consistent with it over time so when someone comes to my class they can definitely expect to have a spiritual component combined with the physical component nice so i don't know who said this but i use it a lot and i love it that yoga isn't something you do it's something that you live Hmm. and that stuck with me and that's something that i believe wholeheartedly and that's part of the gift i want to pass on to other people mm-hmm. and so when you come to my class you can expect that there is going to be whether you think it's challenging or you love it there is going to be a mindfulness component where there's some stillness and some connection inward there's going to be breath work and and some guidance around breathing um you could even throw that in a, in a meditation category mm-hmm. if you'd like. There's going to be alignment-based vinyasa. So it's easy to teach a class where I'm just saying up, down, dog, down, down, dog, step mm-hmm. forward, do this. But there's going to be a little more instruction. And so with my class specifically, it's always a goal of mine that if you could not see or you were blindfolded coming to class, you would know exactly what is going on because I'm gonna give you the instruction of what's going on and and a little bit of guidance towards nice. you know how to get there. Yeah. Um, so if someone's consistent with it. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the gonna, game, right? <laughs> yes, so someone's consistent with it because it's not always easy to start. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it, I wanna say it gets worse before it gets better, but Probably not wrong. <laughs> um, the, the, the cure is in the poison in a lot of ways. So sometimes you have to actually go into the things that are bothering you mm-hmm. and you um, 
you have to, you see this probably all the time where people get injured, they suddenly stop moving that part of their body or they don't want to address it. Right. You have to address it. But it's finding um, your threshold and finding a healthy range of motion and then bringing in the good alignment that will help you start to do it eventually pain-free. Mm-hmm. So with consistent practice, people will notice better range of motion in their body. They'll notice um, a more stress, stre- uh, less stress, sorry, not yeah. more stress in their <laughs> life, but less stress in their life. They'll notice moments of clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll just they'll just feel better, their overall well-being. Yeah, and that's what I was wondering is there's got to be a sense of calmness almost about it i would i would imagine and feeling like that you kind of just touched on it briefly but am i right am i wrong (laughs) you're right (laughs) yes ding ding you got it right (laughs) i i will say though that sometimes like i love the tradition of yoga but i definitely you bring your own your own flair to Mm -hmm. things Sometimes a, a playlist might have a hip hop song in it or nice. something with a beat. So there's, there is absolutely an element of calmness, like guiding people inward to address mm-hmm. what's going on in the inside. Um, but it can be pretty fun too. So yeah. there might be there might be some yoga movement um, that I'll take and make it more of a um, like uh, I'll say range of motion. Um, functional movement type of mm. thing. Like sometimes I'll bring in squat oh, nice. into into the practice, or I teach other things other than yoga too. So okay. there might be a class that has a lot of planks and push-ups and sit-ups or even burpees oh, involved in it. Yeah. So there's 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 definitely the mixture of all the things that That's come cool. into a gen a gen Barris class. Yeah, nice burpees are the worst. <laughs> Actually, I think they're kind of fun. Oh man, you're one of them. <laughs> you're well, one of them. I'm not. I'm. We're, we're not out doing a hundred burpees. Yeah. But like, like three sets of ten, fifteen. All right, let's nice. do it. That's good. I mean, talk about a full body f- movement. You, you got it. You got it right there. I personally hate them, but I'll do them if I'm in a class and other people are doing them. <laughs> oh, um, so you talked about, and I know we talked a little bit about this before we uh, hit that record button, but you brought up meditation again um, and almost a sense of that being brought into some of the classes you do. How, I mean, you can find stuff if you just Google the importance of meditation, but I mean, what do you see or how do you see that incorporating with your yoga and, and some of the benefits like if you're having people breathe through, through some of the movements, I would imagine that that would help them um, relax, calm down, and kind of achieve some of those more, like, ex- not extreme, but um, intense movement patterns. Yeah, well, interesting enough, in yoga philosophy, meditation comes after the body movement. Okay. And, and, I, and I do it too sometimes in my class where I'll have people start seated and we'll take a moment to get centered and, and we'll breathe. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we'll start class and we'll just start moving. And oftentimes, um, and not so much in America, but classes are often 90 minutes, two hours when you go to wow. other countries and other places because the asana, the physical practice of yoga might 
be an hour's hours practice. And then if you bring in the Shavasana, which is the lying down at the end of class, that moment, mm-hmm. um, that's the, the transition and almost the gateway into the meditation piece. And okay. a true Shavasana, you want at least a good 10 minutes to be, wow. to be in it. Mm-hmm. And so then you sit upright and you get into Sukhasana or easy seated pose. Um, it's better to do meditation when you're upright versus mm-hmm. lying down. And then you can really get in the zone. And you'll notice when you do meditation after you do movement, your mind can have a better one-pointed focus. Okay. Now, on the flip side to that, meditation is always wonderful to do first thing in the morning. Why? Because you haven't, you haven't done much yet. You're just mm-hmm. rolling out of bed and your brain isn't going through the events of the day quite yet. Maybe it's maybe it's starting to wake up a bit, but <laughs> yeah. it's, it's easier if you've ever meditated. It's easier to do it first thing in the morning than it is to do it last thing, you know, or later on in the day. Mm-hmm. Then there's just it's 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 harder to navigate. Yeah. But but meditation um, and there's I mean there's studies around this. Meditation gives people more joy, uh, just more happiness more energy like it gives people just like the the best parts of life and it's something that you can do from three minutes all the way to like 20 some minutes Mm -hmm. um and beyond so i am i am a fan of it as inconsistent as i can be personally (laughs) i think when you're when you're on and when i'm on and i have those consistent moments in my life um uh, if you put the pieces together the meditation is mm-hmm. the key component of what's different here oh i'm getting on my mat and meditating or i'm taking time to sit after i'm done practicing and meditate so it's hard it's harder in in the studio so if you come to a class or if anybody listening to this comes to a class in a 60 minute class it's really hard to capitalize on just the essence of meditation so it's usually a few minutes or you know five minutes at most usually in a 60 in a 60 minute class just so we can get everything in but it's a game changer it really is and i mean we were talking about it before and just how we've both done it and practiced it and then we felt better and we stopped or at least i stopped and then getting back on it you can tell like the shift slowly starts to change in your mind when you're practicing meditation regularly and then you stop and then it's like oh man my mind's running rampant i shouldn't have stopped and then you try to start again and there's always that a little bit of time where it takes i mean you gotta it's a practice you you literally have to practice to quiet the mind and i would think i mean it's not surprising that it's paired with yoga it just makes sense to me yes it's yoga when you when you break it on down there's these uh different limbs of yoga okay and meditation is is one of it's one of the limbs so it's like i said it's not the when people are like i go and i do yoga yoga is something you live it's all it's all part of it so the slowing down the breath connecting Mm -hmm. with your breath meditation all of those are different limbs of yoga so it is I mean, it's all in there. It's all yeah. encompassing. What? And 
sorry. And I think it's, oh, sorry. No, <laughs> I keep going, yep. To your point, when you're like, I do these things and I feel so good and then I stop doing them. Mm-hmm. I was shaking my head, yes, as you were. <laughs> and I've had conversations with other people about this and isn't it interesting that when we're doing things and we feel so good, then it's like, all right, I'm better. Like, I don't know if we feel like we need, if, we needed a fix in some way. We found the right recipe. And now all of a sudden we think that we don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all of us, everybody is guilty in some way through different avenues of their life. And and when it comes to yoga and meditation, I, I hear that all the time from, from people of like, oh, I really have to get back on my mat. Like I was feeling so good and then I, and then I stop. Mm-hmm. And I even try to look inward and say, why do I do that too? Like, why did I stop? Why did I go a whole month without meditating? Like, what? what's so important that these things that make you feel good take a backseat? Mm-hmm. If you yeah. figure it out, let me know, because I, have, <laughs> I, I haven't. It's, I mean, you're 100% accurate. Like, I'm guilty of it too. And like, when I'm talking with people that we work with, it's like, okay, we're at this point, you want to reach this next goal, let's keep going. They're like, well, I'm better, so I'm going to, I'm good now. It's like, oh, man, like, Mm. but why? We're doing good, like, you know, and it's like, same thing with me is I feel good, and so I stopped doing the things that got me to that point, and it's, like you said, you have to look inward, like, why? Why are you doing it? It's part of our culture. Mm -hmm. definitely, like, we break down the psychology, the way things are advertised to us is that we always need to change or we need a fix. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that dancer thing I was telling yeah. you about, like, you're great, now change. And so then when people get into a routine where they just feel good and they feel happy, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe there's some self-sabotage that comes along where you're like, well, now what? Mm-hmm. Well, now what? Like, why Like why am I spending money to do this when I feel good? Yes. You know, or it, there's definitely a psychology that comes into it, and yes. Hundred we'll percent. We'll have to have another podcast meet up one day and 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 see if either one of us has found the. I'm down. The why <laughs> yeah. behind it. We should do it. <laughs> you know the we talked about this too. The ego, I think, is a big part of it. You know, sometimes people they they'll reach out uh, to somebody else when they need the help, but then they get it and they feel good, and they're like, "Well, I can do this on my own now," or "I know how to do this or that," or "I don't need that that app anymore." This guidance and it's I think that's part of it I know yeah I mean I could be completely off but maybe I I think ego is a big a big thing oh for sure pride but for sure absolutely I are you know but the there's that what's that little saying make your ego your amigo (laughs) oh yeah yeah (laughs) like all of us have egos and, Mm -hmm. and they're not and they're not necessarily bad but Right. At the same time, I people have a hard time. People have a hard time asking for help mm-hmm. in general, like mm-hmm. saying, "I need help. Can you please help me?" That's those are like the two hardest sentences for people to say. I need one's a, yeah, one's a sentence, one's a question. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to ask for help, it's a level of vulnerability, and mm-hmm. so our egos are that armor that that we that we put on and. You need armor in some cases, but there's a lot of times in life where people are wearing this armor and, and for what? And and in your profession, in my profession, 
I think sometimes that vulnerability, that's why they're like, okay, I'm good now. See you later. Like I can do, I can do this now on my own because it's just a way to like go back into that, that armored state and be like, I'm self-sufficient. I can Mm -hmm. do this myself Yes. versus leaning on other people. And there's nothing wrong with leaning on other people. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I wish more people would lean on me and, and vice versa. There's times I should have asked people for help and I didn't. Yep. We're all guilty of it. We all, we all do it. I mean, every Mm -hmm. single one of us, it's, it's not some do, some don't. Some are better at asking for help, but it's it's just in our DNA, I think, to want to do things on our own. The people that I have interacted with, especially client-wise, who have opened up a level of vulnerability to say, I really need help with this, or even after a class saying, I don't really get this. Can you help me mm-hmm. break it down? there's something so empowering um, for that individual and working with those types of individuals those are the people I see the most results with because mm-hmm. they're willing they're willing to risk it all you know mm-hmm. they're willing to show their cards and I think I think that's part of the healing process be vulnerable <laughs> definitely you're preaching for sure it's yeah it has to be and you know trust the process once the once they come to you for help like they're bought in and I think they're they're gonna do it because they see they see the need for it and like you just said, the vulnerability of it is there and it's a good thing. It's a it's an it's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um so this there's never a this I don't want this to sound bad, but there's never a bad time to do yoga. Is there an ideal time? Like you, you talked about meditating in the morning, um and stuff like that. So you know, I this is just out of my own curiosity. Is there a time where it might be more beneficial than again, it's never bad, but I'm curious. Um honestly just get up and move when you're gonna move. Lie, with, with yeah, move when you're gonna move. Mm-hmm. That's the perfect <laughs> way to say it. Which is with people's lives and everything that people have going on. Some people have kids, some people don't, some mm-hmm. people have significant others, some people have pets. Some people have heavy hitting jobs. Everybody ha- needs and wants something a little bit different. So move when you're gonna move, but create a routine. Even if it's one time a week that you do yoga every Monday at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Awesome, go for it, do it. Get on Get on YouTube, find a playback. You know, we do virtual classes at Genstar right now. Mm-hmm. Do a playback. Uh, Go find a class that's at seven o'clock. Do it, do it at the time, stay committed. That's really, that's my advice around that. Um, a lot, doing things first thing in the morning though, like I talked about the meditation. Um, you had mentioned this earlier before we hit record, which we <laughs> should have hit record. No, we should have done it. Our conversation before. <laughs> um, but you mentioned this too. When you do it in the morning, like there's, it's your hour, it's your time, it's your dedication, and you're more likely to be successful with the commitment up with it if you do it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but I, like I find that some people aren't morning people and some people lose gas by four o'clock and other people are in their element to do mm-hmm. a 6 p.m. class. Mm-hmm. So you really just have to see what works with your lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, know your body, know what works for you, and stick to it. 
I'm a 10 a.m. girl. If something's at 10 a.m., I'm happy. Really? Yes. It's a <laughs> mid-morning, huh? See, and I, I like my morning. I like my coffee. I like my book. But by like 7.38, my, my mind's running. And I'm like, okay, I got to start doing stuff now. So I would much rather front load and ease off as the day goes on than start slow and then pack it on in the afternoon. 100%. Well, I'm- I'm different. I'm totally rolling different with this because <laughs> I want to get up in the morning when my body wants to wake up. Mm-hmm. Whereas my husband, he'll get up 6.15, boom, he's yeah. up and he starts doing his routine. You nice. two are very similar. Yeah. But I want to get up when my body wants to get up. And I want that time then from when I get up to like take my time yeah right. i don't want to be i don't want to be in a rush you know i i, I want to take my time to do whatever it is that mm-hmm. i need to do and i often love um having my moment in the morning whatever that looks like but then i love getting on like my emails and like busting out like my emails from the day previous or whatever i like doing that or if there's something business-wise i have to address and then oftentimes I have to teach probably like 8.30 or 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So then at 10 o'clock, I feel like I have a sense of accomplishment that nothing is, you know, there's no clients in limbo not getting their emails answered. And then I can, I'm fully awake. I've had breakfast. Let's work out at 10 o'clock. Nice. See? <laughs> and that's what you got. <laughs> that's, that's a good routine though. And I, I'm totally behind the wake up when your body wants to wake up like listen to the body do what it's asking you to do i think i've talked to somebody else about that um just how important that is to listen to the body and it's going to tell you what it wants and when it wants it you just got to be open to hearing it sleep has always been one of my secret weapons at Mm -hmm. life i definitely will take the time to sleep and um COVID changed things a little bit for me I, I now get up at 4 30 in the morning on Thursdays I get up at 5 30 in the morning on Tuesdays <laughs> and depending if I have a private client or not there's another day where I might get up early but I'm now ingrained to get up earlier so it actually makes me really mad on the weekend <laughs> that's the worst Sundays, I know when I have this time to relax and sleep in and it's 5 30 in the morning and my eyes are ding i'm ready <laughs> i'm up mm-hmm. the sun's awake so, so you're so you're awake right that's a yeah. famous quote olaf frozen <laughs> <laughs> or no i'm wrong that's not olaf that's one of the girls i don't remember but i feel that i'm the same way 5 30 that sun's blaring out i ain't going back to sleep no nope. um so you said you offer online classes virtual classes as well as in person correct um yes how does what's the online look like that's a unique option i think i think people probably like that well online was a covid baby Mm -hmm. i never ever would have thought an online class before but when we had to shut down you had to get creative and so we took our business online and we were rolling with it for quite a while and once I got the technology down 
I was like, I'd spent all this time, money and effort to figure it out. And clients gave the feedback of actually really like online because especially those that have heavy hitting jobs or moms Mm -hmm. in those two categories were like, I can throw a load of laundry in, I can get down, I can do my class and then I can finish class and then I can go help my child with homework because we were all online at that time. And um, I didn't think it would last as long as it did. And now here we are and we still have a good chunk of people coming to online classes. And so how it works is you sign up on the website just as you would for any other class. It says virtual in front of it. So they're marked out in person, virtual. You sign up, you get a link 30 minutes before class it takes you to Zoom and you can either join the class live or, and people love this, or after class I send a playback link and you have 48 hours to do the class. That's cool. So it makes it really easy for someone to do a class with whomever the teacher is and be dedicated to that class. Like I said, like find a time, do the class. And maybe you're doing it at 10 o'clock at night if that's when you have to do it and that's your quiet space. So online's been, it's been pretty cool. And um, our members, because our membership, you can go in person and online. Our members have liked it because they are able to find consistency in their routine. That doesn't always mean that they're gonna drive 20 minutes to the studio and 20 minutes back. Some days they just, they can't do it. They have an appointment, they have to be you know, at work. And so they'll do an online class instead. That's awesome. We we talked about this before too. Man, oh, I'm kicking myself. <laughs> Within every <laughs> obstacle is the path, right? You just gotta be open to it. I mean, if you never thought you would do anything virtual, now it's just letting you reach a greater number of people and give them an opportunity to do it an easier, um, or not easier, but at a time where it might be more convenient for them to do it whenever they want, wherever they want. Yeah. You know, I want to say something about the virtual classes because Mm -hmm. our audience that listens to this later on might be sitting there and go, ugh, I did an online class and I'll never do it again Mm -hmm. or I'm not into it. If you did an online class once or twice in 2020, let's just say from from March 2020 (laughs) through... January, February, March of this year. So Mm -hmm. literally a whole year ago. Mm -hmm. Give it a chance again, because depending upon whatever was going on in your life at the time, all of us were literally struggling to adapt to a way of living. Everybody was affected in some way, some on big scale, some on small, but everyone was affected. And as kids start to go back to school and as routines and this new way of whatever people created starts to settle in, you might find that now going back to do an online class, you're not so busy on the inside. You can actually focus and you can be a participant. And so I say, give it another shot. If you tried it once, it wasn't for you because um, I don't know about other online teachers, but I know for myself and um, there's another teacher who's teaching virtually for us. We take the time, we're there before class. If people wanna log in and say hello, we can have a conversation like this before. I actually see people and their form on the computer screen 
And it's no different than if they were in my class in the studio where I'll either give a little bit of encouragement or might say, hey, uh, take your back foot back, your, your foot back a little bit more in, in that lunge. And it's, it's pretty cool. There's something about online that I think people might have missed during 2020 thinking like, ugh, I can't do it. There's no connection. Mm-hmm. If you really seek it out, there is a connection there. Yeah. No, that's very good point. Um, very good point. I've got nothing to go off of that. That's That was good. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, um, we can, with that, we can move on to the next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was, thanks for adding that in. That was, that's important for people to know um, with the way things I, have been. Yeah, I, someone asked me just the, just the other week, what were you doing last summer at this time? And I looked at them and I literally had nothing. I I don't know what I was doing. I was probably, I was lucky if I showered. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of, there was just like a lot of trauma for, for many people. And it takes me being through it on the other end to realize that I was really disconnected in a lot of ways last year. And there was things that were that were hard and uncomfortable to go through but just as i talked about the innovation in my business there were things that were that you never would have done otherwise and now it's part of your business plan so there's some cool things that came that came from a tough moment but it it's the tough moments in life that make us grow I'm speechless <laughs> <laughs> yeah i couldn't agree more I could not agree more. I really got nothing to say after that. You got me. <laughs> you right, got me well, lost. That's it. The podcast is done, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Right. See ya. <laughs> thanks, thanks for tuning in. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> yeah. Jen Barris's first and last podcast. <laughs> Forty minutes long. Yeah. We Crushed it. Mic <laughs> <Like> drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, is there? I really, I think you covered so much. Is there anything else you want us to know about you and your practice and things you have to offer? Uh, I'll bring up one thing. Yeah. So kind of going off what I just said about like the tough moment of, of life make you grow. There was a lot of loss in many ways for my business last year. And now I can say it without, without tears, but you know, you spent I spent like a whole seven years building this brick and mortar studio and there's clients to this day I've never heard from there's you know there's there's teachers that that their lives changed too or their interests changed and you know you had this like family of teachers that you were with for seven years and now you don't talk anymore and so there's been all these there's been all these things that it just seemed like man there's there's so much loss and um, at the end of last year in October, I did this reading with, um, with a woman. I'm very spiritual, so I'll do card readings and, and things like that. And I did this reading and this woman said to me, she's like, these things didn't happen to you, Jen. I just wanna make this clear. These, didn't, this, these things that are lost, yes, they're lost. She's like, absolutely. She's like, they didn't happen to you, they happened for you. And I think about that all the time. And I actually, in 
various friends and, and clients, I give them that little reminder too that the tough things that happen for us open the doors for something else to come in. And so something that I've always wanted to do is lead international retreats because one of my gifts is connection. Like when I host a retreat, I've done some locally. So I've done retreats before. When I host a retreat, there might be 15 individuals that come. Nobody knows each other, but I know most of the people that come or someone through the people that come. But this beautiful thing happens where you get people together. They have to be vulnerable. Um, they share a piece of themselves and this like amazing thing happens. So one of my goals has always been to lead an international retreat and it was going to happen in 2020. Mm. And then wah wah. <laughs> the year that was. But, but the retreat that I was gonna lead um, got pushed into 2022, which at the time that seemed like it was like 500 years away. Mm-hmm. And now it's perfect timing. So I'm leading a retreat in Italy next year. That's awesome. Or sorry, 2022. But I'm doubling down and I'm also leading a retreat in Costa Rica in February. So I keep joking that 2022 dreams are coming true. Nice, yeah. And and that's one really cool aspect for for me, myself, Jen Barris and Jen Starr. We have this greater offering of, of going international next year. That's so cool. And I'm glad you brought that up because I did mean to bring that up and you had me so like in my mind with what you were saying that I just <laughs> lost track of everything. So that is really cool. How long is that going to uh, be for both times? So the, the Costa Rica one is in February and it's a Saturday to Saturday. Okay. And then the, it's in Tuscany, Italy, oh, the Italy okay. retreat. And that is a Saturday, Saturday as well in July. That's cool. So I, I've actually, Costa Rica is one of the coolest countries. I've been there a couple times. Really? If anyone has never gone to Costa Rica, you have to go at some point. Mm -hmm. It's a really, really neat place. And Italy, I've never been. I've never been to Europe. This is this is Gen Star Eat Eat Pray Love. (laughs) (laughs) Getting on the plane and we're going. That's really cool. Yeah. So if if anybody is interested. Yeah, how do in, they, if they are, what what should they do? Just contact you? Yeah, yeah, uh, they can they can contact me through our Facebook okay. page, um, which is Genstar Movement Studio, if you look on Facebook. Mm-hmm. They can contact on on Instagram, which is Genstar Movement Studio, with okay. little underscores, Genstar underscore, underscore. Mm-hmm. Um, and my Instagram handle is Gen Star, so people can also contact me that way. And then with the retreats, I actually they're not on my website or anything like that. I just I have some PDF files, so okay. I can send them to whomever's interested. And this is me planting a seed, yeah. and then we'll see where it goes. That's really cool. I mean, yeah, the fact that you weren't able to do it, and now it's coming back full circle, and you're able to do these things. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Really so cool. when the lady told me this was happening for me, and now where I am now, I I really think okay, this is it. It's opening up space for me to have and provide these other services. Mm-hmm. So it's it's awesome. Have you read the uh, the book The Alchemist? I have. 
oh, that's what I'm thinking of while you're talking right now. It's like, oh man, <laughs> it's it's a good one. The Alchemist, we actually did a Gen Star book club on, and I, um, when I first started reading it, I was like, why are people so into this book? I like wasn't really into it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had that same experience. I did. But by the time you read the whole thing and you get to the end, it's one of those profound things where it you're really like, is. oh. Mm-hmm. It is easily a top three book of mine. Like, hands down, I've I've read it. I really like the audio version as well. I think the narrator does a it. great job. Yep. Um, and I, I like, I actually like listening to it. I've listened to it probably three or four times and I've read it once. I just, I just like it. I mean, I love the book, but the, the story and the, the narration with it, I think it just adds to it. It's so good. Yeah. The audio, um, the per like the, the person's voice mm-hmm. and how they accentuate things. It's like story hour. Like yes. you're sitting down and you're listening to mm-hmm. story hour. Yeah. It's. <laughs> It's great. It's so easy to listen to. I mean, and it was calming. Like, yeah, I would listen to it, and like, and I would stop, and I'm like, wow, I'm much less tense or whatever before I started listening to that. It's just, it's it's phenomenal. I think we we used a part of a reading. Um, my brother-in-law read it uh, as part of our wedding ceremony. A little script of it, and it's it's so good. It's so good. Oh, that's awesome. That's lovely. Yeah. But that's what was going through my head when you were talking. It's like, man, it's when the when when you want something, the whole universe, you know, they're it's listening. And it, it conspires to make it happen. It literally is. I have stories on stories on stories that prove that true. That's really cool. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Anything else you can think of? You know, I've you you should just take over this whole thing because this is just the Genstar hour right now I, you're on a roll I've always I've always dreamed of having a podcast but I'm too I hold myself back on a lot of things and I just don't think people would want to sit and tune into me week after week so I don't know I've thoroughly was, was, enjoyed you it you kind of made my dream come true <laughs> to be, to be your, your guest today yeah. and I would totally love to like reverse roles one day oh I'm man like, hello everybody <laughs> Yeah, I'm taking right. over for Trevor today. <laughs> I'm cool. interviewing Trevor. We what should... if I interviewed you on your podcast? Oh man, I'd be nervous about that. <laughs> Maybe Erica. I feel, like, I feel like I feel like you and I had good conversation. I had only met you. I know. I keep referencing our our initial conversation. I feel like we could do a podcast. I'll interview you, and it would be golden. It would. I'm down. I'm down for that. Can make it happen. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this is you'd have to hit record and do all these little podcasting <laughs> yeah, things in the, the background. Back end. Yeah, but, but let's do I'll, it. I'll be your girl, I'll be the hostess with the most. <laughs> I like it. All these little sayings you got, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, we should. I'm, I'm down for that. I'd have to, you know, practice and think a little bit. No, it would, you have to. You have to be on the spot the way that oh, I was yeah, on the right? spot today. I know. Yeah, this is the first time we've talked, and this is. I mean, but that's why I say I love genuine conversation like this because you never know where it's going to go. I mean, you really don't. It's really true. It's awesome. It's awesome, and literally, I think you could take over this entire thing. So well done. <laughs> Thank you. Now I'm like embarrassed for whatever reason. <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, let's get into those three questions, I think, because I'm now I'm really interested to hear them. I mean, I'm, I was interested before, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm interested. Um, so what's your favorite, uh, you know, I say health related book, but health is such a, a broad sense and a broad term. So what do you got for us? So the book that I'm going to recommend is The Four Agreement. Oh, have you ever read The Four Agreement? Yes. Listened. I Dude. that's another one I love listening to. The Four Agreement. It's so simple, right? Like you can literally read that book in a day mm-hmm. and it's not, you know, I don't know for readers out there. You know, it's not going to be something that like has all this big language and it's just so foundation simple basic foundations Mm -hmm. of like if you can follow the four agreements or be reminded of the four agreement you're always going to get something from it and it's always going to lead you back to yourself and living your best life it just is and that's a book where i have a couple books where you can take a highlighter as you read it and then you read it again with a different color highlighter and you're going to get something different every single time that you read it. Mm-hmm. So that's one that that should be in someone's core library. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. That's my book. I agree. That's a that's a great one. Um that's a great one. I yeah. Well done. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I was I, I was wondering what you might what you might have. Um what's your favorite health related activity or one of them to do in the Green Bay area? So I live right smack dab between two trails the east river trail and the fox river trail Mm -hmm. i literally live in the middle point between both of them so i like to take i have like a little beach cruiser bike i like to go for a bike ride or we'll walk our dog or but i like to hit up both of those trails so that's that's what i got for you yeah what uh kind of dog do you have we have a big 90 pound black lab wow abby lou nice yeah, How old? she she's a little firecracker <laughs> when we're outside. People think that she's this big scary dog, but she's really this big lazy nice. <laughs> lap dog when we're in when we're in the house. That's awesome. Yeah, They're, dogs are the best. How old? She. We keep joking every year. We're like, she's thirteen. She's thirteen. She's <laughs> thirteen. This year, my mom's like, your dog's like twenty at this point. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think we adopted her when she was seven or eight. Oh, awesome. And now I think she's 11 or 12. Awesome. That's really cool. She never really had like a distinct birthday. There's okay. like two different birthdays on her vet paperwork. So okay. nice. That's she's really cool. 11 or 12. Yeah. <laughs> nice. We've got a 10 year old golden and a, or going to be 10 year old golden and going to be seven year old uh, little teddy bear dog. Oh my gosh. Do so you have like two like big and little? Yep. Yep. But my golden, you know, he's, he's, I would, you know, Goldens are typically large breeds. Mm-hmm. He has never weighed more than 60 pounds. I mean, he has, wow. but that was my fault. Too much peanut butter. But yeah, he, he kind of plateaus <laughs> between that 55 to 60 pound range. And he's, he's more of a medium size Golden. He's the runt. Yeah, I was just going to say he might be the runt of the litter. Yeah, he was. My mom, my mom, I grew up with labs. And okay. I think it's interesting because now that's the dog. My first dog mm-hmm. is the lab. Um, but my mom's dog, she passed away a few years ago, but her dog was the runt of the litter. And I want to say she was in the 60 pound range too. She was a very small black lab. Yeah. 
but her mom was pushing, I think, 110 pounds. Wow. Like, that's a big lab. Yeah. Yes. That's so, huge. Yeah. And she wasn't like we we met. Um, my parents always got purebred mm. labs, so we met like we met the mom, and you know, she wasn't like a chunky 110. She was just a huge dog. She looked like a small horse. That's massive. <laughs> that's massive. <laughs> Um, and you know, you've given so much advice and insight already, but if you had to give, if, if somebody is looking to um, kind of change their lifestyle and looking to get back on track with some things, what would want, be one piece of advice that you would give them um, to get them on that path and ultimately help them lead a healthier uh, lifestyle? Right when I read your question, because these are the three questions I knew that were gonna be asked <laughs> today, that you were gonna ask me, I absolutely 100% don't let your excuses get in the way. Mm. That's my advice. Whatever excuse that comes to mind or that you're going to tell whomever, your trainer, your yoga instructor, don't let your excuses get in the way. Keep your heart open, keep your mind open, and just keep showing up. That's it. It sounds so simple, very challenging to do. Yes, mic drop, <laughs> boom. But it's, it's honestly, it's our excuses that are this thin veil between living our best life and accomplishing our goals and our dreams and people love to live in the excuses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unfortunately so it's good yeah awesome so if you're an excuse maker out there and you want to do yoga and you live in the green bay area <laughs> mm-hmm. no more you're gonna come do a <laughs> class up gen star <laughs> For and I'm sure. going to call you on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, and on that, I know you already dropped the social pages. Um, but again, if people wanted to contact you, you know, website, social media, what what you got for the website? So website is www.genstaryoga.com. Perfect. And that's where you would go to sign up for classes. We have this amazing intro special. It's two weeks for $25. Awesome. And wow. we talked a little bit about virtual classes. Mm-hmm. People can do all of it. They could do virtual, in person, all virtual, all in person. They can mix it up. It's, it's two weeks to see what we're about. That's awesome. So the website is genstaryoga.com. We're on Facebook, Genstar Movement Studio, Instagram, Genstar Movement Studio. And then if people just wanna see what I'm up to, like I said, I'm on on Instagram too, the the Gen Star with jazz hands. <laughs> yeah, nice, <laughs> great addition. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Well, thank you. You're awesome. you're a great podcast host. I'm not gonna take your job. <laughs> I don't know. I I, you could. <laughs> I think that you should <laughs> continue this path. <laughs> Thanks. But yeah. this is really fun. Yeah. No, I this is. It. Oh, absolutely. We're, we'll. We'll make it happen again, for sure. Okay. Awesome. Good. And as always, guys, uh, thanks for listening. See you next time. If you would like more information about one of our guests or us at Movement Performance and Rehabilitation, just send us an email at info at mvmt-rehab.com. That's info at movement-rehab.com.